podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 130, recorded Sunday, November 12th. I'm your host, David Holloway, and joining me firstly is a man who's determined to get to 4K on his 22-inch Trinitron, but is clearly as sharp as a marble. <laughs> Did you change that? That doesn't make sense either. I... I didn't change it. Ben changed it. <laughs> oh, okay. How are you, Simon? <laughs> I, I'm I'm better than someone who reads off a script without reading ahead first. Yeah, I no, that, that, that's for professionals. You you managed to put yourself down with my put down there. So <laughs> that's right. Oh well. <laughs> Moving on. I <laughs> love it. So yeah, welcome, sir. And um, we also have a man who's so dense that light bends around him. How are you, Ben? Um, dense, apparently. And that comes from uh, the thick of it. Um, it's a Capaldi joke. Oh, is it? Just okay. for the record. So <laughs> that's why I thought it was worth putting in. You know he always... I, I thought it was quality. a physics joke. I'll take well, it. that too. I, I don't mind that. I think it's a reference to gravitational lensing. Oh. Really care, which we probably don't. Oh, if you're actually interested that's in that, it. you should join Simon's gravitational lensing podcast. You can find it on iTunes. And finally, yeah, you make it sucked into it though, so don't get too close. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we're very pleased to welcome back a man who, if it wasn't for Simon worrying that he'd steal his limelight, would have been back much sooner than now. David Carr, aka Casmus. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm very good, thank you. How about yourself? Good. How, how many episodes? I actually haven't looked back. I reckon it's been at least 15. Yeah, it has been a few. Yeah. But thank you for the invite back. Oh, always welcome. So, and we, I know That's we well. talked for a while. We're interested in your thoughts on a couple of things, which we'll get to in a minute. But first, let's talk about what we've been playing. So, uh, Simon, jump in first. You, you've been up to a few games. Yeah, slightly more eclectic than usual. Um, Knights of the Old Republic, um, Star Wars The Old Republic, Fallout 3. Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Elder Scrolls Online. There's probably been a few other bits and pieces in there, but they're the main ones. Now, as a nod to our roots as a podcast, um, unless you're mm. going to talk about it below, I mean, The Old Republic, how did you find it? Because you've had a little bit of a break. You've had a lesser break than I have, but it's still been a while. How are you finding it? Well, considering I've still been paying the subscription. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I've got a few cartel coins to splurge around, but I still can't bring myself to buy the damn crates, quite frankly. I, I still want to – I'll give you money for the thing I want. Yeah. Not Didn't they have some extract. of that, though? You could buy some of they the do. stuff direct? Yeah. They do. Uh, I missed out on Revan's armor, but I can still get the, uh, the big glowy party ball thing, which – I'm actually seriously considering because that everywhere's a party with something like that. That's <laughs> awesome. But uh, Swayhorse just had its big, uh, what would you call it, server unification. Shall we? Shall we put it that way? Um, so <laughs> I, I jumped in to to see how many of my um, how many of my um, five pages of alts uh, needed <laughs> to have new names. So. Yeah, um, only a couple as it turned out. So I've, um, I guess that's that's a benefit of completely making names up. Is yeah. people don't tend to so come up with the same garbage, and hot garbage is what I do come up with. So there is a benefit there. But um, 
since I, it's the first time I've really gone back since I upgraded my um, graphics card from a what was it a six sixty to a, a nine eighty Ti now, and yeah, considering I've got an ultra ultra wide monitor, um, it's able to what is it thirty four sixty by fourteen forty I think it's a res- resolution so yeah it's, it looks pretty damn sweet I've got to admit I'm sorry phone's not muted. <laughs> At least it wasn't me that time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, so much class in one place. It's it's, <laughs> it's no words. They should have sent a puppet. Um, yeah, no. So I was looking good. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised because I ended up d- dipping into a couple of my older, um, yeah, mum, uh, lower alts is what I meant to say. And yeah, there's still plenty of people running around creating okay. new alts and and banging around Coromand and so on, so, which I thought was well, that was that was good to see. I suppose you'd expect that after a merger as as well, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, it looks like the game's still ticking along, and I'm looking forward to getting into some of the later content with some of my more advanced alts as well. It's a it's still a good game. It's a little bit like going home. Yeah, and I'm not taking What's... a piss here because I don't have a full level character anymore. Have you got any characters to full level? You notice I say full level because I don't even know what the, the, the max cap is now. That's a good uh, question. It, well, it was it was sixty, and then you've got the um, the oh, I can't even remember the name of the but you know where basically they you end up losing all of your all of your your skills all of your um, all of your companions. Didn't they call it like a hero mode? Oh, I can't remember what they called. They had some fancy name for it, didn't they? Yeah. Welcome to Toros, yeah. the the Swatoa Australia <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're, we're we're a bit rusty on this stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's in, in the of, oh, what's the server like server lag like now with um, the server merger? Isn't a sort of central slash east coast now the servers? Yes. Uh, oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I didn't notice anything. It it was it still seemed pretty responsive so for me, but considering I don't play PvP and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not very much PvE mm. person. And it's uh, that's never really been a major issue. So yeah, no, it it seemed okay. to be working fine. Yeah, uh, had, yeah have, it's have no problem. There was a few few grumblings and that on the online and that um, people complaining about stuff from Australia and that. But um, oh, there's always yeah. a few grumblings. Mm. Well, Australia, Australia always gets screwed over on shit like that, anyway. That's right. so. Yeah, yeah, yep. things we we either get too slow or don't get at all, or just get completely overlooked. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, but we are a, a small market. Let's face it. So, yes. uh, well, that's a nice trip down a sentimental lane. Um, ben, tell us what you've been playing. All right, super long list, but that's because I went to PAX recently so a few of these i've yeah. actually played at pax <laughs> why didn't we hear about this yeah I had in no idea. social media and things oh who would have thought i don't know yeah um you make more of a noise about it anyway uh so just go and run through it really quickly uh destiny 2 heroes of the storm overwatch uh PUBG, south park a fractured but whole um currently my game of the year uh, West of Loathing, Hyper Jam, Bo- Boomerang Foo, Brief Battles, Sea of Thieves, Hand of Fate 2, and lastly, Mario Odyssey. So, yeah, big list. And Hand of Fate 2, that's that's a, that Brisbane studio, isn't it? It is a Brisbane studio. Um, what are they? Devolt? No, not Devolt. Uh, it starts with D. Um, I literally did a, created a YouTube video for them 
yesterday on it, and I've already forgotten the developer's <laughs> name. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I know it starts with D. I know they're from Brisbane. Um, they obviously did Hand of Fate one as well. Yeah, but uh, if you Google it and you just look, you Google developer starts with D with other letters in it, and something will come yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come up. Brisbane developer that starts with D. Yeah, there you go. Um, hang on, let just open up the store page for it. Defiant, that's it. There we go. Defiant development. See, I knew it started with a D. Um, so, yeah, um, actually really cool um, card slash tabletop style game with a kind of got that sort of WB slash um, Assassin's Creed uh, fight mechanic, um, like third person fighting in it as well. Um, I like the fact that you know, uh, you got dice rolls and uh, chances with cards to like affect how you're going to play the game moving forward. Um, so yeah, it, it's an interesting little game, um, and it's got full Twitch integration, which I haven't had a chance to check out yet, but I'm hoping to do so this week. And uh, yeah, just put my uh, fate in the hands of Twitch viewers, which will mm. be fun. Cool. And David C, tell us what you've been playing. Uh, mainly World of Tanks. Um, yeah, joined a Perth clan, so I've been playing that. Um, the Fractured Butthole, that's a hilarious romp through uh, mm. South Park and that. Just, oh, some of the jokes are so wrong, but just so funny. Particularly oh, one, brilliant. Of the, uh, one of the abilities with the, with the uh, hamster and being stuck somewhere and launched is uh, <laughs> very hilarious. Um, Bomber Crew, a little indie game off uh, Steam, and uh, Diablo 3 uh, bought the uh, Necromancer expansion. Middle of the year, still still loving that because I love the old Necromancer class in Diablo 2 and Diablo 1, especially when you'd be able to run, away, run around with 99 skeletons follow you. Unfortunately, it's not as good in the new expansion, but only got eight skeletons, but yeah, they're still fun. Cool. Nice, nice roundup. Um, I... Literally left my description the same on the running sheet. I, nothing's changed. So <laughs> Destiny 2, Pokemon, StarCraft 2, I'm still addicted to a particular arcade map. Although, as an aside, StarCraft have just done a big reorganisation of their game types and how you access them, which is uh, actually, I think, makes it easier to access an arcade game. Um, Balls and Ben, Candy Crush. God damn it. All right, so that'll do, that'll do for me. So let's jump into the, the main stuff. Um, ben, I, Bertie tells me I, you might have gone to PAX. So <laughs> in five, Who was that? that? How dare they spill my secrets? That's right. So in, in uh, four million words or less, tell us about how you found it. Um, yeah, know. it is. Oh. Where do you start? Sorry. No, I was gonna say, Where do I start? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, PAX was amazing. It's one of those things where, um, I think for me anyway, and this is just my personal uh, viewpoint from it, is that going there was a lot more for me about meeting all these people that I've been talking to for so long over the internet in person, um, whether that be members of the AGPN, um, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, uh, the rest of the 8-Bit crew who I've obviously been working and talking with for the last couple of years, um, the 
couple of NPCs podcasts, um, OK Games podcasting crew, uh, you game bro. So got to meet and actually see a lot of these people in person that I've been talking to on Twitter and in game and wherever else uh, for a very long time in person, which is just mind-boggling that we just had this instant con- connection like you'd see people you give them a hug and say hello and it's like you'd known each other for ages because we have we've been talking online for so long um so very sort of surreal type experience i think is the right way to say it um for the show itself um never having been to pax before it was pretty amazing to see how much they managed to fit into that uh convention center down there in melbourne um they had some massive booths and things for like Intel and MSY. Um, Lenovo had a huge booth with the lightsaber experience and things like that. Um, you had an NVIDIA booth and all that sort of stuff. Um, I was there as part of the Audio Technica booth for the 8-bit crew. Um, and we did a lot of podcasts. So I'll try and get all these guys um, out of the way really quickly. So I actually joined a couple of podcasts um, besides doing The Hungry Gamers. I also j- jumped on with a podcast called Four Yanks, One Aussie, uh, except we had no Yanks. So it was four four Aussies, no wanks, because um, we didn't have any Yanks with us. So we cut out the wanking. Um, then moved on to uh, – what else did we do? Oh, there was another one. Um, oh. Bitstormcast. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened to the Bitstormcast, but basically uh, Trevor and Ben from Bitstorm, they each week their show is basically a mini game development uh, show. So what they do is they take a random name generator and um, basically give themselves a couple, couple of different words, um, and from those couple of words they have to design a game uh, very briefly and quickly. Um, we can't. Sorry? That's really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool concept, really cool show. Um, it was a hell of a lot of fun to be on. Um, we came up with one called uh, Midlife Crisis, the game. Um, basically, we had the words husband and hobby, and we turned it into basically you're the husband trying to convince his significant other that he needed to spend money on his particular hobby, whether that be cars, um, games um i don't know 4k tvs um anything you know so basically you're using your money to build your ideal man cave and sort of things like that but then every now and then you got to do chores to get more money to spend on your man cave or um then you have to fork out money to take care of the kids you know they've got to go to the dentist for something or other um so it was really cool like sort of thing and um there's another one we came up with called uh graveyard keeper i think we called it um we're basically working in a graveyard and you have to keep an ear out for um noises in the graveyard at night um so it could be grave robbers uh zombies uh people that are accidentally buried alive dogs digging up um uh graves and um uh like kids trying to have sex on a gravestone or something like that um, so during the day you walk around, you bury, you know, all the graves and then you plant like little bells and things into the graves in case they, you know, they're not actually dead. And then at night you've got to pretend, uh, you got to protect, uh, the graves from being, uh, looted from grave robbers or, uh, from zombies crawling out of it or save the people who are actually alive. It's really, I can't do it justice describing it now, 
But if you go listen to Bitstorm, um, yeah, it was the one thing that we came up with was like, we need to go talk to a developer about this right now because this sounds incredibly fun. We want to play it. <laughs> they sound so, better than um, the latest Call of Duty. So, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, you know, PAX is um, renowned for its community type um show it's not about the triple a games it's more about the the community granted yes the playstation and xbox had booths there um but and a lot of people that i talked to as well everyone was a lot more interested in the pax rising section which is the indie section um and just quickly on the games that i played out there like hyper jam boomerang Fu, brief battles um hand of fate 2 as well west of loathing those games they're only a small handful of what was on offer. Um, there's actually another one that I can't find the business card and I can't remember the name of it. It was like collateral damage or something like that. Um, but yeah, the indie section was fantastic. Um, so if you look and I'd say probably, let's say 90% of those games in the indie section were Australian, um, all Australian developers. So, if you get a chance, go check out the PAX Oz website. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still got a list of all the Australian developers that were there at PAX Rising and the games they were showing. Um, nearly seeing every single one of them, I think, is worth your time in checking out. Um, the only ones I probably weren't really interested in were the mobile-type games because I don't like playing games on a tablet or on a phone. Uh, in saying that, they still looked really, really cool and really clever. So just, yeah, jump online at paxoz.com.au or whatever it is and um, check it out because it's definitely worth your time. Um, oh, the tabletop section is massive. Uh, sea of Thieves had their demo station on the pirate ship out in, outside the convention center. Yeah, um, that, was- that was so clever just doing that. Um, really brilliant. Um I drank a lot of beer, I ate a lot of food, I hung out with a lot of really cool people. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else I can really say about right. PAX at this stage. Oh, that's a good um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep it as short as possible because there was so much there. But, um, yeah, yeah, if you ever get a chance to go, just go. You probably go for two days. You probably won't need the full three days, I don't think, to see everything um, oh. as a punter. One but, day is um, exhausting enough. Did you exactly. Come did you come away with Pax Pox? No, I came away with just a lost voice because I was screaming and carrying on like a pork chop for three days. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just so much drinking and partying because um, we'd been to like Twitch parties and all the pre-parties and everything like that. So we were going to bed at two o'clock every bloody night um, and then recording podcasts and talking and you know being on for three days as well. Um, I just came back with zero voice left, but I had an absolute ball. It was one of the yeah best weekends I've ever had. Good, cool. And, and Simon, you didn't go for a day this year, did you? No, I no. was. I was thinking I was, I couldn't get the time off for Friday, and in the end, I couldn't actually get things sorted out for Saturday and Sunday. I just definitely couldn't be asked. So yeah, I missed this one. No. That's but that's okay. I knew I knew there was a, there was a, some degree of presence from the podcast there. Uh, I, <laughs> there was a couple of hints thrown uh, uh, to that effect. So, uh, yep. yeah, I knew we were good. Excellent. All right, let's talk about Paris Games. You know, it's, it hasn't got a patch on PAX, of course. But what are the highlights from Paris Games Week? Hmm. Where to start? Mm. Do you want to start with the PlayStation conference? 
if, if, if we have to. So yeah, let's oh, talk okay. consoles. Let's talk consoles in a summative sort of way. So let's not get into too deep and meaningful. But yeah, that'd be good. Um, new trailer for Spider-Man. New trailer for Last of Us. New trailer for Detroit Human. New trailer for God of War. Okay. Um, what they announced? They announced a remake of Shadow of the Colossus. Yep. I'm trying to remember. Um, well, let's, let's face it. All anyone really remembers is the is all of the noise from the the Last of Us trailer. Yeah, yeah. Which I, um, I got actually actually had to turn away. I turned away from the screen at one point. I thought, oh, oh, it's, God. yeah, it's it's definitely a violent certainly. trailer. Uh, yeah. The clipping the wings scene. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Oh, that that's pretty rough. Um, yeah. See, I've got to watch it now. But you no. should. Oh, what you say? No. Well, yeah, watch it. Just make sure the girls aren't around. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, don't, don't have the kids no, around. No, um, no. Watch it first by yourself. <laughs> make up your own mind. Um, but, yeah, that that was... Uh, and I understand the hubbub around it, but I think also it's in sync with that world that they've designed. It makes a lot of sense. It is. I mean, I've, I've only played the original Last of Us, or sorry, mm. the us um and while it was certainly uh interesting and involving i can't say i actually enjoyed it particularly it's it's not not a nice world to visit and that's certainly been ramped up uh was ramped up in the i suppose it was the sequel and this one is yeah just uh a bit more i can't help wondering whether they deliberately chose something that um confronting because Mm despite the fact they were saying that um, E3 was only half the story and then what we basically got was a, a series of new trailers or updated trailers for games that, that had already been announced some yeah. time ago. I think they probably, maybe I'm being cynical, but I can't help wondering if they were looking for something just to really make an impact. And mm. congratulations, something mission accomplished. Yeah, I, I think... Also, there was a little bit of a hubbub because the three characters that were copying the most abuse in that were women um, yeah. in the whole violence against women thing. One in that post-apocalyptic world, that's unfortunately the way the world would work. Uh, two, the woman, the, uh, sorry, the person giving the orders to commit the violence was a woman um, <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. So, so I don't notice that <laughs> they kind yeah, of got by the uh, the actual recipients rather than the um, yeah yeah give a person thing. Mm. Mm. Um, so I don't know. That's the thing that I couldn't understand. Is I understand what you're talking about, but it in context it makes a hell of a lot of sense. And again, the person giving the orders to commit the violence and who was also taking part in the violence was a woman. Um. I think there was also the thing about the Detroit human trailer where it was um, very close to home. It was very confronting for domestic violence. Um, But I think that was, I think that trailer was far more in context than the last of us one was. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Mm, Okay. I, I mean, this is, that's really, that's been the whole, I mean, I don't know that that's any worse than having a having a kid being dangled over a, someone th- threatening to throw a kid off a roof. That's true. 
Uh, and that's that's already been done. That was one of the first. That was the robot things. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly don't. I, I don't see what the fuss on that one was about. Mm. But I suppose it all comes down to perception and personal experiences. If you've had something happen like that in your life or known someone who's mm. been through that, obviously it's going to resonate a lot more and be more alarming. Um, yep. But in context with the game's history and its content, again, I don't know why that was any worse than anything else that's been shown. Yeah. Um, I, I just yeah, so realised I've been watching so. a trailer while you've been talking and I realise it's the wrong trailer. It's from December last year. It's where she's playing the guitar. That's not, that's not the one you're talking <laughs> that's, about, is that's it? That's not the violent one, no. Damn! <laughs> Unless you uh, just hate people with acoustic guitars, in which case it's... <laughs> Yes. Uh, so exactly. apologies. Um, that is a that is a pretty full on trailer. Yeah. It is. yeah. <laughs> it's a nice guitar picking there. Um, <laughs> no, I'm talking about the proper one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I just actually watched it then. <laughs> it's very confronting, isn't it? Um, the uh, hammer and arm. Ugh. All right, so I'm yeah. gonna, I'll put a link to the show note in the show notes for that one for those that haven't seen it, like me. Yeah. Um, and again, as Simon pointed out, if you're squeamish a little, uh, be warned. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, right. Let, let's get into a bit of EA chat. So we've got three things. So EA, do you reckon we can cover these in one bundle given time? So they closed. Um, vis- yes. They've closed Visceral Games and they've bought Respawn Entertainment. Let's maybe combine those two. So they're in acquisitions and disposals. Yeah. I, I, uh, henceforth, I think we should just refer to Respawn as Despawn because it's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so for those that don't know, Visceral Games was the developer that did uh, the Dead Space series. Um, I think they're, they've actually been around for a long time. They've been done lots of games. Um, but that's probably their yeah. most recent famous ones. And they're actually, oddly enough, they're actually a studio that EA built up from the ground. They're not one that they mm-hmm. acquired. Yeah, so. it was one that was built from back in the 90s, I think, and it had a different yeah. name back then. Yes. Um, yeah, so, and then most recently they released uh, Battlefield Hardline. Yes. Yes. Um, which there was a Jason Schreier story recently um, about the fall of Visceral. Um, where he did talk briefly about um, Battlefield and said that the game struggled to break even just with um, microtransactions and things like that that they already put in. So hence another reason why we see microtransactions more prevalent in games. Um, but yeah, the the whole everyone that said they've worked on the Star Wars game, this is the one that Amy Hennig was working on, unfortunately. Yes. Um, everyone that says has come out of that uh, experience of working on that Star Wars game have turned around and said it's a shame because what they were building story-wise was really cool, uh, which is disappointing from a fan's point of view because it's like, oh, I would like to know what this Star Wars story was. Uh, we're clearly going to get that in some form or another in this new shared world experience game that they decided to create. Uh, yeah. What it is, I don't know. Well, the, the, uh, there's a, I have a couple of concerns. I'm just going to mm. hear quickly. A couple of concerns. Um, basically, it sounds like Destiny all over again because this yeah. is basically what we ended up with, uh, what was going to be a, a, a rich uh, single-player experience with some uh, co-op components that basically got the, the guts ripped out of it so it could be turned into uh, uh, game as a service. And that is mm. exactly 
exactly what we're being presented with here. And the thing that concerns me, not only that we're going to end up with with some kind of gutted zombie game with only only sort of uh, just flashes of what might have been in it. I mean, it could end up being very good, but mm. past experience doesn't lead me to be terribly optimistic about that. But the other thing that concerns me is if we end up with a game that's basically game as a service, Destin, uh, Destiny-esque, then where the hell does that leave Anthem? Because Yeah, because that's that, essentially what Anthem is, isn't it? Yeah, that's very much what Anthem is. It's, but it, mm. the problem it's going to have is that Star Wars is an established IP, Anthem is a new IP. How mm. much... What's the, yeah, uh, I'm I have my misgivings about this, especially since Bioware is probably the next studio on the chopping block with EA if if this doesn't work. Does EA own Bioware or are they just yeah. publishers? Okay. okay, they own it, all right? They own it outright. Yeah, okay, I wasn't sure about that one. So um, a little bit concerning, a little bit mm, concerning, definitely. Yeah, so that happened, what, two, three weeks ago now? And then just in this last, actually only in the last couple of days, um, EA went and bought out Respawn Entertainment. Now, Respawn Entertainment, for those that don't know, these were the guys... Bloody hell, I put you on mute. Um, <laughs> these were the guys that uh, built uh, the original uh, Call, of, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They all start saying... saying yes i think it was yeah so i think they did modern warfare one and two uh then the fallout with activision happened and they left and they built respawn entertainment and then created the titanfall series so titanfall one which was reasonably successful on the xbox and then titanfall two obviously came out last year a lot of critical praise um don't know how well it did in sales considering its release window yeah yeah, worst possible release date for that type of game, uh, sandwiched between Battlefield and uh, Call of Duty. Um, but great single-player campaign, great multiplayer still. I loved it. I had a great time with it. Um, so, yeah, they reportedly bought out Respawn for $400 million. Uh, one of the stories... I think it was, yeah. Yeah, one of the, I was just going to say, one of the stories I read said 450 but the initial reports were $400. Um, so, yeah... Um, Guys at Respawn are probably going to go on a holiday now. Um, yeah, and then EA is also, now that Battlefront 2 has finally released, uh, there's a lot of things coming out about the loot crates. Um, mm. I've just posted a link in the show notes, um, David, for yeah. a GameSpot article. I only literally watched this probably about 20, 30 minutes before we recorded. Um and basically what the guy does is he's talking about how he spent 100 bucks on the loot crate system just for, you know, science, mm. uh, to see how it all works and what is it really a pay-to-win sort of situation. Um, and unfortunately, it does look like it kind of is. Um, they have toned it back a lot from what was in the beta that a lot of people saw. But the thing is, and he talks about it in the video, is that as you level up your uh, character class, so like if you've got an assault troop or, or a scout troop or whatever it happens to be, um, they've got their own individual levels, as then, then you've also got your own individual player level. So the way you level up the classes is not only by playing them, but also by what sort of cards you have attached to that, pers- that character class. 
So by spending money on crates, he was able to level up his character classes and have all of them pretty much to the point where they had three card slots because uh, he only got one card slot per however many number of levels to have pretty good um, you watch the video, he's got some pretty good bonuses there. Like one of them, he had like 40% uh, health regen uh, increase. Um, silly things like that. So there was some pretty good bonuses just from spending 100 bucks and playing the game for two, three hours, I think he mentions in the video, um, which it really does seem like a pay-to-win uh, yeah. situation. Um, so my current thoughts on battlefront 2 is i'll play the single player campaign where i get chance um and just go from there i think yeah. i don't think i'll play the multiplayer i might dabble in the multiplayer just to see what it's like um mostly because the starfighter stuff i really loved in the first one and i wouldn't mind seeing what the starfighter stuff is like in this but other than that i'm not going to touch it fair enough it's really put it's actually put me off playing the game i think that's probably the best way of putting it and um Dave, you you a Battlefront fan? I played the first one, but I haven't worried about the second one. So yeah, but um, I just find the um, loot box thing because I think it was it China or something was bringing in rules what where they had to give out. I think from memory it was China they had to give out yes. the companies had to give out the percentages of mm-hmm. what of what um, the good items were likely to um, be available in that. So that's sort of quite interesting whether any of the companies will actually reduce that, uh, reveal that information or not. But, yeah, that was talk about what they were trying to do in China. Mm. Um, I think they already have because uh, Blizzard was very quick to do that with Overwatch is to release what the numbers were as part of the okay. gambling laws in China. Uh, yep. So, so yes. Loot crates, essentially, and I, I kind of agree with it. They fall under sort of like a ga- gambling category. It is like a pokies machine. It's a lucky dip. It's a lucky yeah, dip. it's a lucky dip. Mm. Good old lucky and most dip. Of the time you, mm. most of the time you luck out. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's right. All right. Well, we'll keep following that one with interest. Um, mm-hmm. And Simon, let's talk Xbox One X. You're the loving owner of one, I believe. Yes. Yes. I, I did buy one. I've had it on pre-order and been paying it off since January, even though technically I don't think I was supposed to be able to do that. But, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's netted me what I wanted. Um, so is it worth it? That's probably the big question. And that would be an emphatic that depends. So. <laughs> nice. It's, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that's a fair way of putting it from all the people I've talked to about yeah. it. As as far as I'm concerned, absolutely worth it. I mean, I've I've got a 1080 non HDR TV, so I'm obviously not getting the full benefit. Having said that, I am definitely getting a pretty solid benefit from what you I've tried see, so far. Yeah. So have you? And this is probably a good question. Have you um, got a game that hasn't been? Uh, Xbox One X enhanced or anything like that. Um, say one of the Forzas. I think Horizon Three is probably a good example. Have you played that on your one Xbox One, and yep. then jumped and played it again on your One X just to compare the two? Ah, or did you do a trade in? No, no, I didn't do a trade in because okay. because uh, my my S is the the Gears of War one with you know the red one with oh, the clip marks, and I'm I'm not giving that up. I'd argue that's no, an offensive oh God, question, Ben. I don't think Simon's ever traded a console in, in his life, have you? I have. Okay, you sorry. In the, no, you traded in the original Xbox One for the Gears of War one, didn't you? 
I did. Yeah, that's what I thought. Shut up, David. Jeez, (laughs) Casmus. Talk too much. No, I meant me. I meant me. Shut up, me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I mean, as as far as any commentary from me, as Mm. far... As far as the the value of the thing goes, um, all I can say is I'm very happy with it. It's it's smaller than I thought. It's heavier than I thought. Uh, mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a really interesting because it's sitting right next to a Wii U and on top of a Xbox 360 Elite. And they're despite the fact that the Xbox One is supposed to be black, it's not. It's it's what I would call a shadow grey because it just sort of seems to disappear. that matte black sort of charcoal yeah. colour. Yeah, and it just yeah. kind of it just just sort of disappears. It's it's not making a statement. It's it's there, and it's got a lot of grunt under the hood, but it's not showy. Mm-hmm. So in the aesthetics obviously are secondary. Um, but really, all you need to know is just watch watch the latest Digital Foundry videos, and that will give you yeah. a pretty clear idea as to whether it's worth it or not. The real mm-hmm. benefit of it is that unlike the um, the PlayStation Pro, um, if, I mean, obviously it's got the boost mode now, but the boost mode, all that doesn't really actually give you a hell of a lot, despite the being called a, a boost mode. It doesn't give you a hell of a lot, and it doesn't give you, um, from game to game, doesn't really give you a consistent benefit. In fact, sometimes you, it's actually worse. Again, Digital Foundry videos will will back that up. Um, the thing about the way, and this obviously is a benefit of, well, not hindsight, because these things are obviously uh, designed and set up for production a long way ahead. So it's not like they can... Oh, yes. Um, do, I'm actually do, just posting a link uh, in the show notes, uh, yeah. which it's for the podcast unlocked episode 320 from uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago. Um, they had Albert Pinello, who was one of the chief marketing designers on the One X, yeah. uh, on the show, um, and he actually does talk about when they started planning it. So they planned they started planning the One X back in 2012. That's before the Xbox One was One released. OG. It was yeah, it was released. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so, um, yeah. That's how much, that's how far in advance they're working on these things. Mm. Um, the Xbox yeah. One they started working on in 2008 or 2009, I think he said. Might have even been earlier. Um, but, yeah, I'm just posting the link now. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a really, really cool interview. Um, it's got Ryan McCaffrey on it that you hate, Simon, but uh, it's a really good oh, interview. Look, he's, he, he's, he's okay in small doses. It's just the, he can be very gushy and very effusive, and that just mm. rubs me up the wrong way. I mean, just wind it back a bit, dude, please. It's yeah. just, you don't have to be selling. I know, I know you've got a... A, a lovely little dog and you enjoy he's just he's just uh, <laughs> it's there's nothing wrong with him as a, as a reporter he's fine yeah he's, no he, he does get a bit gushy sometimes when, especially when he reviews games over the top yeah but, um, but, but um yeah just with that one x um thing that interview was um yeah it's a really great interview really good development insight into what goes on into console development so i i highly recommend talking about uh sorry going listening to it um, one highlight that they, I will mention is that his favourite feature that Albert came up with for when they asked him um, was that they managed to keep the same power cable um, that the 1S uses um, with the power supply inside the console because 
everyone kept turning around saying, no, we can't, no, we can't because the wattages are too high, the heat uh, dispension, all that sort of stuff. If you know electronics and electrical, um, this stuff gets calculated down to the nanowatt um, as to how much they can utilise in terms of hardware space. And he said that his most proud accomplishment with the 1X was just that they could keep the same power cable that they had with the 1S. Well, I got to admit that was that was I didn't think it was I just thought oh yeah well, whatever but when it came to actually just putting the thing in it's just pull the cables out plug the cables in I didn't have to yeah. do anything it was mm-hmm. an abs- it was a breeze yeah uh, especially with the external hard drives um you know there's really nothing to do is plug it in and off you go um yeah no the the point I was going to make before was Sorry. they couldn't do anything none of this none of this good information um mm-hmm. they could make any changes to the hardware but what they could do was fine-tune uh, the marketing message. and le- They learned from Sony's mistakes there. And yes. I, I know people are probably sick of the 4K, 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 but mm. that is the thing that's coming in. That is what we're all going to be watching, and this might be slightly ahead of the curve, and does it give 4K on everything? No, but then your PC isn't going to give you exactly the same... Um, you, the same resolution with the, the same, you know, anti-aliasing and yeah, all all of the other bells and whistles. You, with the PC, you have to tweak things in order to get it to run optimally on your particular setup, and it's no different here. It's very much a case of how demanding the game is, um, how optimized the game is. Um, again, Respawn did a pretty shitty job with Titanfall Two, but they've apparently they fixed that with a, a patch in the last couple of days, so that was good. Um, so yeah, it's watch Digital Foundry, and I mm-hmm. think you'll be pretty impressed. Also, watch Digital Foundry to see how Doom plays on the Switch because I think that is freaking amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised at how well it runs on the Switch as well. Um, I've already got it on PC, so and I picked it up for like 20 bucks, so I'm not really prepared to go buy it again. Because um, I didn't really like Doom that much, to be honest. Uh, a lot of people raved as last year's game of the year, and I was like, ah, "You're a bad human was... being." Oh, yeah. I thought it was a good game. I just thought by the end of it, I was like, "Is this over yet?" I it's just wanted to game. finish. It's <laughs> not a game if you don't like Doom. I enjoyed it up to a certain point, but when you get to the later stages of that game, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Go to area, kill all enemies, move to next area. Go you to don't area, like, kill all enemies, move like, next area. You don't like grind? How are you surviving in the AAA game environment? What's I wrong? know, I know. <laughs> it's just, and it was, it's basically, it's the same as the Destiny story mission complaints. Is oh, they're all the same, blah, blah, blah. And I'm talking Dest, OG Destiny, not Destiny 2. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, this is exactly the same as the issues I had with Destiny, Destiny 1 was that, you know, it's the exact same thing on repeat for 12 levels. Well, that's probably um, a good. That's probably a good segue, exactly. Um, mm. Because one of the reasons, one of the many reasons we ask you back all the time, um, David C, is because you're a, an avid Destiny Two player. So please, for God's sake, don't say I haven't played Destiny Two. But um, I'm interested in your thoughts. We we sort of gave our thoughts last episode, and it was a mixed bag. But would love your input. Unfortunately, I haven't played Destiny Two. <laughs> yes. Oh, I was nice. hoping we were going to say that so That's much. <laughs> All right, so Dave will be leaving us now. Thanks for joining us, Dave. I, I meant to get it this uh, last week, but, yeah, unfortunately I had a few expenses come up that, uh, yeah, 
uh, solar inverter was a solar inverter was more important than buying a game. So yeah, well, but, um, that makes yeah. a quick statement. Hopefully, hopefully next week. Oh right, well, is there a, some another game that you've got that you'd like to review? What we have here? Bomber Crew. Bomber Crew. A, uh, Tell us about Bomber uh, Crew. So a little game on um, Steam that I happen to. One of the guys that I follow on um, YouTube and that was playing, so I thought it looked quite good. So basically, it's during World War Two and that you you have your crew for a bomber and that. So you have all the five different positions: so two gunners, an engineer, radio pilot, and um, uh, bombardier. Or and so sorry, they do a few different positions. And yeah, basically you got to go do missions. You got to be careful to make sure the crew comes back. Um, I had one where my crew got up to a pretty decent level and then they all died so now i'm back to the start again and trying to do higher missions with a base crew is fun but um you yeah, know it's a pretty good little game so um i just it, it's a good little game for if you've just got a little bit of time to play so go along just do a couple of missions and then quit out again so yeah no i've been quite enjoying it, it was what 20 dollars australian so it's pretty pretty cheap in that. I think from memory, it's on the Steam early release thing at the moment. So, yeah, cool Bomber Crew. Very good. Definitely check that one out. All right. Do you, is, it, is, it a, is it a classy game where you get to open loot boxes on a stretch of beach where thousands of soldiers died? No, no loot boxes in this game. Oh, that's good. Just, but it has levelling up. But it has levelling up, so. Oh, you, yeah, you've got to have some sort of carrot. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Um, speaking of leveling up, grinding, and loot boxes to some extent, um, let's talk a little bit of BlizzCon. And I actually haven't read a BlizzCon roundup, but all I cared about was WoW, even though I haven't played it in months. So I think it's fair to say one of the bigger announcements out of BlizzCon was that WoW's getting its seventh expansion, um, the Battle for Azeroth. So they've, and no surprise, they've really taken it back from that galaxy wide okay. sort of conflict through to yeah. Alliance and Horde, the good old days. Actually, I want to ask you a question, Dave, because you played WoW a lot more than what the rest of us, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, did something happen to a lot of the main characters in WoW that now all we've got is Sylvanas, uh, Greymane, and Anduin? You, you, you know what's really sad is I do all the campaigns, I even watch the cinematics, and I just totally tune out. So, <laughs> to be fair, though, I haven't done the final raid uh, in the current expansion. So, I'm guessing, uh, well, I, I know that a lot of that would be resolved then. So, the short answer is I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm yeah, assuming so. I, yeah. I'm assuming they're dead because um, we didn't have Thrall. Uh, well, Thrall left the Horde ages ago. Um, but he, what's his name? Gro Grom Helmscream. He became the bad guy in one of them. Yeah, and I think that was uh, even the last expansion that was sorted out. Yeah. Blackie, if you're listening, one of our former guests, he'll be horrified that we don't know, although I think Blackie's been uh, like me. He, I, he plays the Last time I played WoW was Cataclysm, so yeah, I no, really don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just trying to think. I think Zul'jin was the Horde leader, was one of the last things I knew. He wasn't there, so I guess Sylvanas is the leader of the Horde now. I assume um, so, yeah. And I don't know what's happened to Varian or the rest of the leaders on the Alliance side, yeah. but all that we can I see there was Greymane and Andrew what? and so I'm sitting there going, where is, that's not Varian. Where's, where's, where's Varian? So yeah. I'm confused. I have no idea what's going nah. on because Andrew is using anyone, his sword. So, Does anyone know what happened to Gragnock Two Fingers? <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> I, I just look, I've had three or four months off. And I, I feel like I'm, and I've, I've, this happens with me with well, I've had four months away, and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm wanting to, to get back into it, probably in the next month. So hopefully, I'll be able to report back at some stage what happens to them all, except for Mister Two Fingers. Mm. As long as you don't doze off during the cinematics, <laughs> which is always a risk. <laughs> I mean, I watched the World of Warcraft movie, although unlike a lot of people, I actually enjoyed the hell out of that. I, I enjoyed the- it as well. well movie i thought it was really good yeah i thought it was great I, but a lot of people did. i didn't think it was i didn't think it was like the greatest movie in the world but for what it was i was happy with yeah, what it was i was I like was this is fine well it's it's a warcraft movie and yeah. i'm happy with that absolutely um, um was there anything else out of blizzcon so i feel bad i don't um, really know there's okay. a, a, new, a new hero in um that hero game oh yeah. Storm. yeah moira i think her name is no no in overwatch we've got a new character called moira um yes. Uh, she's basically a support damage dealer character. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how her abilities work yet. I haven't I've gone I have, into too much depth with it, but basically... I have, heard, I have heard that you spell her name O-P-A-F. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that, but they said the same thing about Sombra. They said the same oh. thing about Arissa. They said the same thing about Doomfist. They've said it about every character they've released since the game came out. It's going to shift the meta, obviously. Um these things happen when new characters are released. Uh, there's a new map called Blizz, uh, Blizz World uh, that they released as well, as long as uh, along with a whole bunch of new uh, Blizz World type skins. So, um, Torbjorn. Is world? It basically, like it's it, it, yeah. It basically, it's a theme park map for them in Overwatch with using Blizzard IPs as the attractions in the theme park. Okay. Um, it's actually really kind of a clever looking map. Um, so like they've got the Heroes of the Storm arcade, they've got the Stormwind uh, taverns and things like that. It's, it's actually a pretty cool-looking map. Um, but they've got the skins as well. So Black Widow's got a Nova skin from StarCraft. Uh, Torbjorn's got a King Magna Bronzebeard from Warcraft. Um, uh, Roadhog's got a Butcher skin from Diablo. Um, I think there was a Lost Viking skin in there somewhere as well. There's some really cool uh, new skins coming. Um, so that's it for Overwatch. Heroes of the Storm, actually really cool trailer of uh, Hanzo versus Alex Straza. Uh, they're the two new characters coming to Heroes of the Storm. Um, so basically Archer that shoots a dragon and a dragon basically fighting each other, which was pretty cool. Um, so definitely worth watching that trailer. Uh, Hearthstone's getting a new expansion, Kobolds and something or other. Uh, I can't keep up with Hearthstone. They have a new expansion every three months, it yeah. seems. Hearthstone. Um, Hearthstone, Hearthstone. It lost me. Uh, like I, I was a, I was a rabid um, Hearthstone player and I just lost it because mm. it's constantly changed it. Yeah, it's. I there's no way in hell I could go back and play and keep, catch up. I'd need someone to sit down with me and help me build a deck and all yeah. that sort of stuff because um, I just wouldn't have a clue what the hell I'm doing. Um, I think that's pretty much it. There was no Diablo news. Oh, StarCraft is now free to play. Yeah, that was that's the other true. big one. Yeah, good point. Uh, so Wings of Liberty is completely 100% free. Go get the Battle.net launcher um, or Blizzard's Battle.net launcher for the people that are going to whinge about me getting the name wrong. Um, and just download StarCraft. You'll get Wings of Liberty campaign. Um, all the characters are free for the what do they call it the co-op mode yeah co-op David? mode yeah yeah that's right yeah so all the characters are free up to a certain level 
Um, and I think they said Rayner, Kerrigan, and Artanis are completely free. Yeah, they, um, they have been anyway. Yeah. Also, if you did have Wings of Liberty already, or even Heart of the Swarm, don't quote me on this, but a friend of mine in Sydney who had Wings of Liberty already, he got given a free copy of Heart of the Swarm oh, instead. Yeah. And if you've already got Heart of the Storm, you get like a, a, a swag pack. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, so they good, don't give you Legacy of the Void free. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff. The entire multiplayer section is free, um, or the PvP side is 100% free to play. Um, so you you got nothing to lose, really, besides maybe a little bit of download time. Um, go give it a crack if you haven't played StarCraft 2. Mm. Yeah. StarCraft is the best RTS game available yeah, at the moment, if absolutely. you ask me. Yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, that's BlizzCon. All right. And speaking of science fiction-related stuff, Star Wars. We're getting a new Star Wars trilogy. And, just, and if people are going by this stage, what the fuck did you actually learn for this episode? Not much. So I've just had a bad week. Mm. But what, what's the new Star Wars show? I know Ryan, what's the name? Johnson, is it? Ryan Johnson? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Oh, I've, no, I haven't heard anyone actually say it. Yes, yeah. he's, the, the reason why he wasn't available for episode none is because he's... Um, coming up with a brand new trilogy that's separate to the Skywalker mainline stories. How cool is that? Republic, old Republic, old Republic. That, that's what I was thinking as well. Can only mm. hope. Because that would be pretty damn awesome. It also uh, re-energize and reinvigorate um, a game that may have had some sort of um, um, server mergers recently. <laughs> that's mm. right. Oh, I'd love I to can't see stuff that. up. At least they can't stuff up the canon and all of that if they go back to the old Republic. True. No. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll just destroy the expanded the, universe old Republic no. canon. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's not canon, is it? No, it's not technically. So well, they can either make it yeah. canon or they can just start it again from scratch. Yeah. I, oh, I wonder, if, yeah, well, would they do that? Ah, mm. oh, who knows? It's Disney. Okay. They can do whatever the hell they want. There, are, there was talks of them buying out Fox recently too. They paid four billion. They can do whatever they want. Yep, that's yeah. true. I look. I, I just think it'll be great if, particularly if they go all Republic, as long as they cover some of the Revan stuff and and somewhere you see a cameo of the Lucky Seven speeder. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> well, I think they'd have to cover Revan to some degree. Because, mm. or be something peripheral to it, because that that is the old republic. That's what yeah, Kotal's yeah, that's is. right. So, I mean, there's there is plenty of. There's a lot of stuff they could work with. They've got the Mandalorian Wars. They've got, you know, the Revan. You know, the Revan and uh, Malak Wars. Um, yep. So they could introduce the actual Sith. That you know, the mm-hmm. race, the species. Yeah. Uh, into canon there's there's yeah there's a huge amount of stuff they could do there's all to run pre-explosion yeah yeah yep yeah it still hasn't been explored in any the prequels was it all run even covered at all in uh clone wars or i don't i haven't seen season three of star wars rebels yet but was it in star um star wars rebels anyone i haven't seen season four but i don't think they've really touched on it i've always wanted to to see some kind of uh, like a, um, a a thriller kind of spy f- kind of movie with um, with Prince, uh, mm. a young Princess Leia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
full lot of skull. That'd be cool. I think that I think that could be because you know you know the the whole idea of doing the um the the a Star Wars story movies was so they could actually um use the Star Wars universe but do movies of with different genre twists. Yes. Mm. Well, maybe I, the young Han Solo will do Corellia finally. Possibly, but I mean that would have to be some kind of swashbuckling thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I, I you know, we still haven't seen Corellia in a movie, and that that planet hasn't been blown up yet. Uh, no. And the the Star Wars comics, the new series of Star Wars comics, there was a Princess Leia mini series where she got a bit it was bit actiony. Was quite good actually. Um, mm. All right, yeah, well, that's yeah, exciting. And what were the release? What are the years? So when's the first one out? Two thousand and nineteen or later? Probably. 20. Oh, way later. I mean, they're not even in pre-production yet. So it's uh, it's after the Han Solo and. Um, yeah, so we've got Han Solo next year. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Then, that yeah, episode nine's in twenty nineteen. And then is a Boba so, Fett? Is yeah. that the other standalone that's been confirmed? What's the other standalone one? I thought there was an Obi One. Yeah, I was oh, Obi One. Sorry, you're right. It yeah. Was too. Yeah. Um. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um. They just, fingers they, crossed for they, Old Republic. They just need to exactly. They need to stop looting and rummaging mm-hmm. around the the sarcophagi of the the original trilogy. Yeah, great. Uh, just expand the universe a bit. Agreed. For God's mm-hmm. sake, go somewhere different. Absolutely. Yeah. New um, planets and stuff. And now uh, we're going to go on to Stranger Things 2, and this is purely out of self-interest. I do love our audience as well, but can we please avoid any spoilers because I haven't started watching this yet. (gasps) So uh, my family are watching it. They're just about to finish it. I could hear them screaming or or yelling out before it's some horrible twist. So I'm desperate to avoid any mentions of it. But please cover Stranger Things 2 with that in mind. Yes, don't ruin it. It's good. <laughs> there you uh, go. Well, uh, yeah, the only thing I will say about it that's a bit spoilery is it turns out she had a penis. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, it turns well, I out actually, um, I uh, watched Hopper was Kaiser Soze all along. Oh, uh, that's, that's too soon. Way too soon. <laughs> uh, I actually watched binge watched uh, season one and season two last weekend because okay. I was completely ignorant of it. So did, you watch, did you not watch season one nope. when it first came out? Really? Nope. Completely. Oh, so that would have been – actually, okay, this is a good question. How did you find watching the whole two seasons back-to-back? I've heard some people make comments about the tonally or the the uh, the strength of the thrust of the narrative in the second season not being mm. quite as strong. I didn't find that to be the case. I found them to be very consistent with each other um, and – yeah, yeah. Story wise, I, yeah. I thought all work quite nicely. They haven't tried to um, over-explain the uh, uh, the upside down, which I think mm. is good. It's because I've been having trying to work reconcile that in my own head. How mm. does it, how does this work? Is it part of the universe? Um, but mm. uh, so so that's good. I I think the you don't want to explain everything. It's not no. necessary. No. Uh, the the acting, good God, could the those kids are fantastic yeah yeah actually and this is one of the things for season two and it's not a spoiler at all but the kid that plays will because in the first season he was missing for the majority of the season Mm -hmm. um 
he really has to let his acting chops shine in this second season. Holy he crap, that so kid good. is so good. Uh, yeah, there's, he there's, is one to watch. He there's is amazing. One, there's one scene, and you probably know the the one I mean. But there's one scene where you think something's happening, and then oh yes, and then and then mm-hmm. it's just a little bit of a shift in in the expression, and you you just get this sinking mm-hmm. feeling, stomach opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh crap! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's oh, a it's amazing. It. Yes, I can't yes, wait. yes. Um, just just go. Go watch it. Um, if you haven't seen the first season, go watch that as well. It's yeah. a really, really good season. The only thing I've only complaints I've got about season two is, and this is my, maybe just a personal thing. And again, because Simon, you watched it all back to back, so you didn't notice the, um, you probably didn't notice any of any issues that the people were talking about, like you said. But for me, having not watched it since last year, uh, season two, I found the first half of the season was a little bit slow in the build-up to really get the hooks in to pull you along further into the season um, and to make you want to keep coming back. Um, but once you get to that second half of the se- season two, it just kicks up a gear. Something fierce. <laughs> it's right. intense how much they kick it up a gear. It's crazy. Oh, I may not sleep tonight. I might have to just binge it. Um, Do it. Yeah, I'm like Simon. Yeah, I've... you haven't got a job to go to tomorrow? <laughs> no, a week after. Yeah, that's true. I'll wait till I'm unemployed. <laughs> Um, and just what yeah, we're talking um, now, sorry, David, go. Yep. I say, yeah, I'm like Simon. I've only just, I only just watched, um, season one, um, at the behest of a friend and that. So mm. we're going to be watching season two till she comes over to visit. So I've got to yeah. sit in there and my Netflix, Netflix list just taunting me at the yes. moment. So, well, what you can do in the meantime is go watch Voltron and watch Voltron again. Okay. Actually yes. one, one series I'm looking forward to change the subject is the new Punisher one. The new Marvel Punisher. Ooh, that yes. doesn't look That's too bad. Mm. Yes. yes uh, that yeah, looks, I'll probably uh, watch that because I got through two episodes of Iron Fist and I haven't even watched The Defenders. So, yeah. But Punisher, I loved him. Yeah. The latest Daredevil. He was great. Um, and then you can watch Voltron again. That's yeah, right. and then watch Voltron again. Well, I've got one And one. then watch Big Mouth again and then watch Voltron again. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, because have you guys watched Big Mouth? I did yeah, I re- recommended it on the last episode? That's right. That's why I started watching. So yeah, I've watched three episodes. It's it's how horrible is it? It's, it's, it's so horrible. Good. It's South Park level horrible. I'd argue it actually exceeds South Park at times. It's so crass and so bad. Oh mate, wait till you get to some of the later episodes. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I just love the whole concept of the demons oh. for the male and female. The horm- just, yeah, the it, hormone monsters. It's just it's just <laughs> gold. I can't recommend it highly enough. But it is absolutely please. If you're out there and you don't watch what your kids are watching, there is no way they should be no watching that God, show. No, do not let kids watch that. No. Holy crap. Um, I like the title of the first episode, Ejaculation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, basically it's... in the first minute, two minutes, there's masturbation jokes. And I, But just to put something semi-positive out there, the writing team are a mixed gender team, and I'd argue... Mm that as far as representing the female gender, they've done a much better job than what a lot of those series do. So without sounding too oh, yeah, PC... Oh, no, yeah, they've, they've done, yeah, they've they've done, done a great fantastic. job. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It really <laughs> is. Episode five, girls are horny too. Exactly. Oh, That's the one. That That's, oh, you haven't got that far. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that, that one ends on... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's so uh, really good. I, I'd argue episode two with the. Uh, you could actually argue it'd be a good oh, yeah, episode two where, yeah. where the female character um, gets her period for the first time. I'd argue that could actually be used in the education system. Some parts of it you'd have to edit it, but there mm. would be some parts it could it actually be a really good way of normalising what's a normal function. I like the REM um, take at the end yes. with the sing songy. Yes. <laughs> no, Everybody well please. Done. Everybody bleeds. No, it, it was good. Very well done. Yeah. All right. Any last last chance to chuck in some stuff? We're going to wrap up otherwise. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, uh, one of the games I played at PAX and has been coming for a long time, it's a Kickstarter. Um, I'm not a person that gets behind Kickstarters or any of those uh, crowdfunding type things, but this one, um, it's a really cool little Australian game. It's by an Adelaide developer called uh, Juicy Cupcake. Games called Brief Battles. Uh, go check out the um, uh, Kickstarter for it. They've just ticked over the fifty percent mark, so they need some help trying to get to the hundred percent just to finish the game off. Um, played it at PAX. It's fantastic. Uh, Simon, you might have seen it there last year. I don't know, um, but it's just a little co- uh, couch co-op, not co-op, uh, like uh, brawler where basically you wear super-powered underpants and you try to kill each other. Cool. Um, it's fantastic. It's hilarious and a lot of fun. Sounds like um, a weekend to me. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> a normal weekend at Simon's house. Um, but it's actually a really fun game. So go check it out. Try and uh, throw some money behind it because those guys, um, really cool dudes, uh, deserve all the help they can get to get that game going. Excellent. You got a link we can put in the notes? I will find one right now. Excellent. Cool. I've shared it like 300 times on Twitter since all I right. backed it as well. So cool. I'm sure I'll get a link somewhere. All oh, right. and uh, Wolfenstein 2. Wolfenstein mm. 2. Wolfenstein 2. Wolfenstein 2. Yeah, I'll get that one when it's um on uh, special because it's a Bethesda game, so it'll be yeah. less than half price in a month. Same. Yeah, yeah so I, I wanted my Terra Billy. Uh, did you? I can still see you can get them, so... Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure you. I'm sure you can. I'm. I'm absolutely appalling at this. Anything that I think is going to, anything I, I, I get because I don't want to risk missing it. And yeah, it's sort of like two bucks, three weeks later. Um, I forgot to I'm mention to my. Very, sorry, Simon. No, go on. I, I did forget to mention, it's probably too late now, my most humiliating, one of my most humiliating gaming experiences ever actually occurred in the past month in Destiny 2 in that I purposely sat in the, uh, what do you call the pug group thing now, where you've got to wait for two clan members to pick you up. Um, guided game, uh, guided, guided games. games. Yeah, yeah. And I actually did the, the uh, Leviathan raid guided game and waited like 35 minutes and some poor bunch of bastards picked me up and of course I don't have a mic on my headset and so got into the first boss and it was this hugely intricate you know this person needs to run here and that and they were trying to explain it to me and it just was disastrous and all I could hear on on the I could hear all them obviously was oh god and sighs and oh Jesus Mm. (laughs) I just I just quit (laughs) I've never been back Anyway, I just realized. Yeah, that, that's one of the things you definitely need to have a mic be prepared for the raids. If you're not, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm used to the, the yellow fars in WoW where you can basically turn mm. up and just pow, pow. But this one, I, as soon yeah, as I started no, no, explaining you, the you, strategy, I went, oh, shit. It's ve- especially in this current raid, there is a, it is very mechanic heavy. It is. Um, God. 
in the, the first three or well, all four encounters are very mechanic heavy yeah. uh, so well, yeah it's not it. it's not yeah no unless you are able to complete the mechanics um you're yeah you're not going to get through it yeah great well bye bye leviathan mm-hmm. raid anyway yep. let's wrap it up there <laughs> sorry um just, just one last thing, David, that just occurred to me. Uh, as best I can tell, the Steam's next Steam sale is November 27th. It starts thereabouts. So get your wallet ready. Mm. Oh, also, I've just loaded up that brief battles page. There is a demo there, so you can go try out the demo as well. Cool. I've seen the link there. Excellent. All right. As always, we're keen to hear your opinions or suggestions. Please email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash theoceanicgamer. We're still on Twitter. My handle is at theoceanicgamer. Simon tweets regularly under RPGBeatsRL. Ben tweets under the Spawny13. And David tweets under Casmus, I'm assuming. Still? Casmus underscore at the end. That's right. I knew we'd forget the underscore. Yeah. yeah. Um, you'll find previous episodes of the show on iTunes and we're also on Stitcher, Google Play and Pocket Cast. Thanks very much for listening and thank you as always, Simon and Ben, and huge thanks to you, David, for jumping on. Always appreciate it. I'll try to play the game next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, that's good. Still good having you on. So, yes, have mm-hmm. a great uh, month and we'll, we'll be back. I'm assuming guys will do one more before Christmas. Um, so have, yes. have a great month and remember you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Good night. Night, everyone. to speak does not make one intelligent.